The new year is here. And guess what? I'm not going to preach to you about gym memberships and New Year's resolutions that aren't going to last no more than three weeks. And this whole gym stuff, I feel like there's a lot of idiots who like to start the gym in like November and December so that they can go on social media and complain about everybody who gets their membership in January when it's extremely packed. You know, that that really, God, those people are just stu- so stupid. And no, I'm not a gym rat or anything like that. I, I think the only time I work out is mentally. And uh, that's about it. And you know, speaking of working out and meaning nothing, let's get on to Planet Fitness. This place tells you that it's a judgment-free zone, but yet they're going to keep shoving pizza and candy into your mouth so you don't see results so that you can keep that membership going to try to get that carrot that's dangling in front of your face. Eating pizza on a treadmill is not going to do nothing. It's, it's about as worthless as jerking off into a condom. And I don't even know why I'm getting into this. I have no idea why I'm going on this rant, but I'm just going to keep on plowing through because today's movie is just about that low. It is the bottom of the barrel. I wouldn't even count this as a B movie. This is probably past the alphabet into the semicolons. This is just not known. There's no circles of groups. There's no reddits about it. There's nothing. This movie is pretty much lost in the obscurity of film. And for what reason? I really don't know. It's not as bad as you think, but it's also not as good as I'm going to say. So today's movie is about a talking skateboard. And I bring to you 1993's The Skateboard Kid. And now, our feature presentation. And before we even get completely started with this, I know nothing about skateboarding. I never even tried because I know I have no balance. The only type of skateboarding I've ever done was probably on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. That's about as far as I went, and I played that shit on a Nintendo 64, which is fucking great with the joystick in the middle. But... Keep on keeping on going with this. Normally, when I, I pick a bad movie, and I hate to keep bringing her up all the time because I do sound like I'm whooped. But when I, I buy a movie, and for the sake of podcasting, I kind of need to see where this movie would sit with general audiences. Would people want to listen to this? That's normally what goes through on through your minds. If, if you decide to start a show... You kind of got to figure out, okay, was well, this going to hit? Is that not going to hit? Uh, sometimes you overthink it. Then sometimes you do like me with this movie and just say, ah, screw it. I'm just going to throw it out. But I, t- I I show her these movies. I show my wife these movies and she's like, oh, well, that movie sucks. I'm going to go watch something else. I'll leave you to watch this. I'm going to go and pout in the other room because you're not watching what I want to watch. That That type of junk. So in the early days of me buying from Amazon, I remember trying to rack my brain. I was like, oh, man, what, what else am I going to buy? I just got Prime. You know, all these movies are going to show up in a couple days. And this one kept playing in my mind. Dude, buy the skateboard kid. Buy the skateboard kid. And I said, oh, well, screw it. I'm going to buy it. And I tried to tell her, like, oh, man, this movie came in. It's, it's, it's a skateboarding movie. And she's like, oh, wow, what is it? She, at this moment in time, we had only been together for two months. So she was... We we're both pretty much interested in what each other had to say or, or interested in each other's interests, if, if that makes any sense. And uh, she was like, oh, what movie is this? You know, we should watch it. And I'm like, it's about a movie about a talking skateboard. 
she paused and she was like, I'm not watching that. No, no, this just sounds stupid. And I was like, oh, here we go. This is where it's going to start. And uh, I decided, well, just give it a trailer. And if you don't like it in the trailer, we don't have to watch it. Because I really didn't want to hear her bitch. So I show her the trailer halfway through it. She says, no, this is a no for me. She pretty much gave me the Randy Jackson, uh, that's a no for me, dog, you know, quote. So if it was a hard sell for her and it pretty much no sold, then this I'm feel like I'm going to have my hands full. Let's just try it anyway, right? We start off the movie with our main character named Zach. Zach is a skateboard enthusiast who is skateboarding with his friends, and they have like a little montage at the beginning of the movie. Every time they do some sort of trick flip or whatever you want to call it, because remember, I'm not a skateboarder. Every time they do a trick, there's an airliner that's really low above them, I don't know if they did that for the effect or there really is an airport near the beach. Makes no sense to me and it shouldn't. Zach's dad, Frank, is played by Timothy Busfield. Now, if you don't remember who Timothy Busfield is, let me rem- let me let me backtrack a little bit. If you've ever seen the movie First Kid with Sinbad, where he's the bodyguard for the president's child, Timothy is the bad guy. He was the first online predator that I believe that was on movie. Or in one of my favorite baseball movies, uh, which was I I feel like this was overshadowed by the Sandlot and Rookie of the Year, rightfully. This movie was called Little Big League. It's about a boy whose grandfather dies and he inherits his grandfather's baseball team, the Twins. Timothy is in that as well. But if you're a loser and a nerd, and a geek, just like me. You're going to remember him from his most memorable role as Point Dexter from The Revenge of the Nerds. Wait, wait, no, no, wait. Would you rather live in the ascendancy of a civilization or during its decline? Point Dexter, do you want to fuck or not? So Frank moves him and Zach to a small town named Mill Creek because he is now the manager of a TV station, of a TV station which I feel like has no national channels on it. There is no cable here, because throughout the whole movie, he is the weatherman. He's on. He makes his own TV shows. He's on the news. The dude can does everything. So, what kind of hick town is he in? And this is really one of those towns to where nobody's in the streets. The only people that are in the streets are basically the actors themselves. I I hate those. It just, I don't know why I'm making sense of this damn movie. But anyways, that's what happens in this town. Zach moves to this town and meets an asshole bully named Ham. Now, Ham runs around and does what the hell he wants to do. Him and his gang, they're these, obviously, skateboard thugs, if you want to call them that. They, They do some of the most heinous crimes. They pick on a dude who's wearing a chicken outfit advertising a fried chicken restaurant they knock him over they steal his mask man these guys are fucking rough and the the mean streets of mill creek right I, i don't even know what to say about this place so they steal his mask and they decide well let's let's do let's do something crazy let's uh let's skateboard our asses into the middle of nowhere right in front of the town sign it makes geez i don't 
I, I, I don't get why I'm trying to make sense of this movie, but these guys are in the middle of some sort of desert. Um, I'm assuming Mill Creek is in Nevada, where it's just vast of land and creeks and whatever it is. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a geography major, obviously, but they're in the middle of nowhere skateboarding when Zach and Frank are driving through and they act like one of them got hit. Ham, who is the leader, like I said a little earlier, is wearing the chicken mask and he makes it look like Frank hit him. And then we get one of the greatest jokes and one of the most hardcore disses I've heard in my whole entire lifetime. Go ahead and listen to this piece of shit. Are you all right, son? You killed him. Well, why'd he cross the road like that? Get to the other side, you Barney. What do you think? Why was that bad? Jesus Christ, the mean streets of Mill Creek. That shit was horrible. I feel like I should try to use the word Barney and use it as an insult like they did and see how people react to it. I'm pretty sure they're going to look at me like I'm stupid. And that is nothing new. <laughs> Uh, I feel like that that happens all the time with anything that I say. But Ham, Ham gets to do whatever the hell he wants. He gets to say what he wants, his jokes, his town. Why? Because his dad is probably the most wealthiest person in the in all of Mill Creek. He owns a used car dealership. How poor is this town when the wealthiest guy owns a shit car dealership? This isn't the same dealership that you see on Little Giants where Kevin O'Shea owns it. No. This is one of those I work out of my trailer car places. He sells lemons. That's pretty much all he does. And what is his name, by the way? I bet you can you can't think of anything to say because his name really is Dirty Dan Tanner. They named him after one of the greatest, most wholesome TV dads of all the nineties, Dan Tanner. And what's dirty about him? Maybe his attitude. But nobody, nobody can compare to the real dirty Dan Tanner. And I'm talking about that scene on Full House where Danny was auditioning for Jesse and the Rippers and he named himself Mildew. Here's Mildew. <laughs> In terms of storytelling, there is nothing groundbreaking here other than the fact that there's a talking skateboard that we're finally about to get into. And this skateboard. This skateboard was given to Zach from a woman named Maggie. Maggie owns a secondhand store in a secondhand town. And she is somehow wondering why she's not making any money. Well, maybe, probably, you know, could be that there's only 25 people that live there. I don't know who would buy shit from her. There's, there's, I'm pretty sure there's other options than wearing other people's shit. Uh, geez, I'm about to get worked up for like no apparent reason. But anyways, Zach helps her with her electricity bill. And how you ask, you're probably wondering, how, how does he do that? Well, apparently the electricity company sends a meter reader out there to go look at the meter and bill her accordingly to what the thing is saying. Zach somehow gets the dial on that meter and turns it back to where it looks like, oh, wow, she doesn't have to pay nothing. So she calls Zach her hero and she gives him a magical skateboard. And the reason it's magical is because some sort of magician named the great Furweenie. That is not. That's exactly how you heard it. 
there's no other way around it. Like his name is the fucking great for weenie. And I don't even know why I didn't write this shit. This, this, some things like this just frustrate me and I don't even Jesus Christ. Anyways, she gives him his skateboard because Zach's skateboard was broken by some dude just punching it in half. Yeah, he, he punched it ever so gently and it split right in half without any breaks in the middle. It was a clean break. Bullshit. Anyways, we are led to believe that Zach is some sort of mechanical mastermind at engineering because he cuts the front of a Tyco RC car. Now, we all remember those Tyco RC cars, the ones that you charge up for like six hours and you can only use them for 20 minutes before it dies and you have to charge them up again. He cuts the front of those where the headlights are and he, you know, sticks it on top of the front of the skateboard. And on the back, he puts a weed eater engine. Nothing to the wheels to make it move, but somehow it's moving. And then overnight, the skateboard comes alive and is voiced by Dom DeLuise. Yeah, that name may, may ring a bell to some of you old school people. But to be honest with you, you would know his voice because it's very distinctive. And he was in quite a bit of these new Concord movies, to be completely honest with you. I, I don't know why. I felt like they just kept using people, actually the same actors over and over and over. But he's voicing the skateboard. And now the skateboard can do anything. Uh, there's a, a friendship style montage where Zach is playing baseball with the skateboard. If you ever wanted to see a skateboard throw a pitch, this would be it. This would be the movie for you. He's uh, he's talking, he's moving, he's throwing baseballs. And if you want to know how, you probably have to watch the movie. It's very hard to explain or hard to describe. But he is throwing baseballs so that Zach can hit them with a bat. Uh, there's nothing more to say about that. Uh, honestly, this thing is just weird. And to make things even weirder, he's even dancing to some generic hip-hop music. Yes, that's right. The skateboard. His name is now Rip. Rip is dancing. Yeah, uh, I guess he's bouncing up and down. And he says some of the most awkward lines while he's dancing. I'll let you guys listen in. What did he say? Wow. And here I'm thinking it's a kid's movie. This whole time he says that. Oh, my God. You know, I I, I don't know if that meant the same thing as it means now. But boy, was that cringeworthy. Won't somebody please think of the children? This movie decides that it's just going to go balls out and take a weird left turn. Even more than the stuff that I even told you about ahead of time now this becomes a treasure hunt maggie's ancestors have a fortune in gold somewhere hidden in mill creek and nobody could find it but dirty dan dirty dan has the map now he feels like he needs to marry maggie in order for that gold to be his which makes now i'm going to tell you that this really does not make any sense because it doesn't you have the fucking treasure map You don't need to marry this chick to get that gold. All you have to do is find the treasure, 
and say that you're rich, you don't have to tell her what that. You don't have to go and report it to her. Like, what was the what was the purpose? They're not even together. Who knows? But anyways, he feels like he has to marry her to get that stuff. She feels obligated to marry him because she's broke. She needs the money. He's got a ton of it. And somehow she needs to fund her daughter Jenny's surgery. It's never talked about what she what procedure she needs, but she just needs it. And Maggie is going to marry Dan. But somehow Frank is upset. There is no tor- no like type of love connection between Frank and Maggie whatsoever in this whole movie to make me believe that he is stopping the wedding in the name of love. Wow. This movie is a mess. It is a hot steaming pile of shit. I don't know how else to say it. The movie even gets a lot weirder. And let's rewind before we get to the weirdest part of the movie, the pinnacle of this movie. 98% of this whole film, Zach is wearing a black hat with white lettering on it that says, wow. And you wonder why he's getting picked on. I am not a bully. I have been bullied plenty of times in my life. And even I know better than to wear a fucking hat that says, wow. It kind of makes you wonder if there's any significance because his hat doesn't fucking come off. It stays on his head the whole time. The dude does tricks. He falls on the floor. The hat stays on perfectly. I feel like it's sewed into his hair. If you all remember that scene on Friday when the fat Janet Jackson shows up and she takes off her hat and her whole braids come off with it and she's bald. I feel like Zach's about to do that somewhere in this movie and it doesn't happen. But now to the pinnacle of this movie. Zach has the map. He needs to stop the wedding. But they're halfway across town. Rip decides, hey, guess what, Zach? I can fly. Now they're flying. This is horrible to watch. It is bad. I can see that they tried their best to make it a uh, Elliot and E.T. type of scenario, but it doesn't hit at all. And guess what? The hat still doesn't fucking come off. They land. They get into some fights. They roll down a hill. Rip is now broken. He's dead. And uh, Zach finally decides, I'm going to take my hat off. And to my surprise, his hair didn't come off with it. And uh, he realizes that his hat says mom. His mom had died the year before. And he feels like now he can read this treasure map that nobody has been able to decode. And... Somehow, Rip comes back to life, and now they're back in business. Um, This movie is a bumbling mess. I don't even want to give away the ending. I will say this, that Rip does get shot by a shotgun, and he just obliterates. And Zack does nothing but leave him there. And the movie just goes on without him. Somewhere in this movie, Zack tells him he's the best friend he's ever had. But you leave him in pieces just laying there on the ground? Jesus Christ, what kind of fucking shitty friend are you? You're worse than Andy in Toy Story 3 when he gave away Woody. Man, that was a... I I can't watch that scene. I'm sorry. That's going to be up there with the uh, Homeward Bound scene for me. I I can't watch the ending of Toy Story 3. But I can watch the ending of this, and it is horseshit. None of this movie makes sense at all. The soundtrack is decent. I guess it's, it's nothing memorable. Um, I don't even 
I'm not even going to give a rating system to any of these because I think rating systems are really corny. But to be honest with you, it's worth a watch. These new Concord movies, they are worth a glance. Um, if you can stomach the first 10 minutes, then you can probably last through the whole movie. But with the Skateboard Kid, it's out there. It's weird. And if you like bad movies, then this is probably right up your alley. This is nothing that you're going to say, holy shit, I better tell everybody about, like I just did. But, I, like I said, this movie holds a lot of, uh, a lot of, I don't know, a lot of something inside. I don't even know how to describe it. I watched this movie earlier today before I recorded because I was like, man, I need to watch this. And I tried to take off the nostalgia goggles, but, geez, it, it just took me way back to when I was a kid watching my illegal cable. So... This really does hold a spot in my heart because it's one of those movies where you try to meet another movie buff and you're like, wait a minute, I bet I can stump you, the skateboard kid, and everybody just looks at you fucking weird. Is this movie, like I said, is it worth a watch? Yes. I'm probably going to say this probably like my fourth time saying that, but it really is. It's wor- Just look at the trailer if you can. I'm going to link the whole movie because it's on YouTube for free. I wouldn't pay any money for this. Um, I will also link the trailer, which I would have put it somewhere in there so you guys can listen to a little bit of what's going on, but the trailer's like two minutes, and I don't want you guys to sit through a two-minute fucking trailer that you can't watch. Makes no sense, right? So, as usual, you can catch me on Instagram, which will be linked in the show's description, and I hope everybody has a better year than last year. I'll see you next time. Brain Games is now over.